Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda. I'm here with Dr. Linda Marquez. We have a very special guest today. His name is Leo Cordero. And I will let Dr. Linda get into why he's special, but I'm very excited about today's topic. We're talking about how to self-heal. How to self-heal encompasses many, many different areas, physically, mentally, spiritually, and more. So, and, and of course, it applies for everyone. If you have anything that you want to heal from, anything that you feel like you haven't healed completely, or any conditions that you are suffering with at the moment, this podcast would be of interest for you. Learning how to self-heal is probably one of the most important things that we can learn uh, as a society, as people in general. And so if you have anyone who may be interested, please make sure that you share, make sure that you invite them, let them know that we are doing this podcast. This podcast is for everyone. And if you have any questions, also please feel free to type those questions in the chat so we can bring them up to Leo and he can address your questions as well. Dr. Linda, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Happy Wednesday. We have a lot going on. We're both so busy, so I'm excited about uh, about today and our podcast today because you and I always are investing in ourselves and want to become the best version of self, which this is what the podcast is about, but you know, even today, how to self-heal, which brings me to a couple things because I know you're going to be doing some more more work within your own um, within your own health and mm-hmm. kind of last minute um, just like a couple hours ago I decided to I'm gonna go to a retreat this weekend and I just like okay I'm just gonna do it I kept thinking about it and I'm like you know what you just have to sometimes make a decision fast right mm-hmm. instead of the overthinking things and I hope that we're gonna get into that because the mindset is so crucial within every aspect of our life and health, just not the body, but it's also the spirit and the mind. So we're excited about having our guest here who is Leo Cordero. And he is, I just, you know, we've been chatting with him and just an extraordinary human being. I know that we're going to have just a blast doing this, but you know, his background is, is an Ayurveda, an Ayurveda, and he's going to explain what that is because some people don't know what Ayurveda is and has been, um, has 18 years experience of that. Also in shamanic um, healing and, and we've talked about with shamanism, but we're going to have him share about that as well. Um, he's been doing that, that training for 10 years and continues to grow because in the health, spiritual, wellness field, we never get to a point where we feel like we know it all. We continue to grow. So he he combines um, and he brings a combination of the mind, the body, the spirit, because, you know, his mission is to help and guide you know, his clients overcome the, the overwhelm of today's world. And it's even more relevant and prevalent today. And, you know, why we're always overthinking and how that's how that's creating a lot of stress to our mind and our body. So he has some really cool methods on how he helps his clients and the people that he works with actually gradually introducing and kind of changing habits because a lot of people can't do it like 
I'm a person that what do I need to do and I just change it. I stop coffee and I'm done. <laughs> Whereas some people need gradual, um, you know, they have to kind of like uh, fuel the water. So he does that with a lot of his clients. So makes it a little bit easier. And he's just super committed to helping people with their challenges and really just giving them the power back because really it is within themselves in order to have a vibrant, happier, more fulfilled life because we're always looking you know, for the outside to fulfill something inside. So I'm excited because Leo does have a very unique approach in doing this. So I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot of um, a lot of um, applicable um, strategies to use. So why don't we bring him on? Of course. Leo, how are you today? Very good, very good. Thank you so much for inviting me to, to this conversation. I'm very honored. Sending greetings to all the viewers and listeners everywhere. And happy Wednesday. I hope everybody's doing good. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. I am certainly excited mm. about today's topic on self-healing. Mm -hmm. Dr. Linda and I are on the road of self-healing. We are literally always seeking about how to improve ourselves, how to heal ourselves, how to always better ourselves, how to present ourselves as a better version of ourselves. And so this has been like on my radar and like priority, uh, priority in my list of interest of, for the past at least two years on finding different modalities, finding different, um, you know, tools and techniques and uh, people and resources about how to really find the best version of me. And then, of course, I came across you and and just looking at what you do, my interest was piqued. So I'm like, okay, Dr. Linda, we need to, we need to see how we can have uh, Leo join us because I think what you have to say is pretty important. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much again for the invitation. Very honored. And so, thank you. Leo, can you start just by sharing a little bit maybe about your background? What got you into meditation, shamanism, Ayurveda? What, what was your road to maybe finding this path as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was curiosity, I would say. Um, I have been for a long time, you know, since I was a teenager interested in the understanding of spirit and uh, what um, that silent essence of us uh, is about. Uh, I started with yoga um, first, um, which is still one of the practices that I, um, that I do regularly. And I've been studying it all this time. Then Ayurveda came in and, and um, just life in itself, the way it worked, you know, I went through a, a, a long training and, and became a practitioner of Ayurveda therapist. And for a long time, I dedicated myself to teach yoga, teach meditation, to do Ayurvedic healing. And in the meantime, I also studied some techniques of spiritual healing in order to understand you know more how to help people the clients that were coming there was something that was invisible in there and uh, the ayurvedic therapy did not have that access to that invisible part say the emotion the mind or so um and then about 10 years ago or so um i i was introduced also to plant medicine and um later on to my teachers um 
and yeah, I've been following that path also alongside with the other ones and I have kept them, you know, together. Um, nutrition, detoxification, um, therapy in the body, self-therapy from an Ayurvedic perspective and pretty much, yeah, it's been a path of, uh, I would say, self-understanding, you know, like uh, what is it with me? You know, we all humans have something, you know, over there inside of us uh, that we need to understand. And and I've been like tapping into that. Ultimately at the end, it's just to be happy, I would say, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Can you explain, because uh, a lot of people don't know what our Ayurveda is. Can you explain what is what it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ayurveda is the science of life. That's literal translation. It's an ancient science, ancestral science from India, you know, 5,000 years old or so. Um, it's a recorded science. It's a sacred science that will never change. It's based on, on sacred information that was uh, channeled by saints, we would say, uh, rishis. And um, eventually at some point it was recorded. You know, it comes from the Vedas, which are the sacred books from India, um, the sacred texts. Um, and Ayurveda is a, is a medical science in itself, but at the same time is very, very strong as a lifestyle tool because it teaches people what they are about individually, you know, their individual energies and uh, everything in life is uh, categorized, you know, from an Ayurvedic perspective and also uh, based on those energies that each individual has. And it heals in a very, very simple way, using two universal laws, same increases same and opposites balance. So, for example, if a person has a lot of movement, which is the case actually for most humans nowadays, which is a lot of agitation, a lot of commuting, a lot of stimulation, a lot of thinking, very erratic emotions coming and rising and going. So the opposite, which is movement, the opposite would be slowing down, calming down, using uh, specific um, oils or using specific foods for that. And that that is where Ayurveda becomes very helpful uh, for uh, the everyday use and for everybody. It doesn't have to go into very, very deep and complex knowledge in order to already bring um, some uh, good quantity and quality of information. For example, in that same ex example of the movement, somebody is very agitated with a lot of movement and dry skin. And so that person could benefit from not necessarily eating a lot of raw food or a lot of salads, uh, which is a trend. Uh, a trend. And they could benefit more from some comfort food, from some soups with specific uh, oils and so on and spices, let's say. Mm -hmm. And Ayurveda also is the sister science, they say, uh, of yoga. And uh, they work different. Um, Ayurveda aims for health. And as a byproduct of health, then the person gets, say, a spiritual connection. Whereas yoga is the other way around. It aims for a spiritual connection, and as a byproduct, health arises. Uh, and that's be, interesting. Um, okay, go ahead, Fernanda. What What would be kind of like the, the explanation, now that you explain Ayurveda a little bit for the viewers, and the fact that you also do uh, shamanism and shamanic healings, 
what would be kind of like the the explanation about what is shamanism and how does it differ for uh, Ayurveda? Or is it something that you do together? Is it something that you do independent of each other? Or how? What's the relationship with that? Mm -hmm. Individually, as as myself, you know, um, I work with both of them. I would say shamanism is um, the connection with uh, with Mother Earth, with the elements, um, the feeling, the connection with the spirit world that is present in everything, in the water, in, in the wind, in the mountain, in the jungle, in the tree, in the animals, in the plants. Um, normally around shamanism, there could be a use of uh, some entheogenous plants or powerful plants, power plants, master plants, or it could be also without them. You know, the, the idea is that the person uh, connects more and more with nature, with Mother Earth, with the moon, with the sun. Those are also there in Ayurveda. They actually talk about the moon, about the sun, and about the mystery or that divine sacred intelligence that is present in the, in the life force that keeps us alive and that keeps us moving, that mystery. So shamanism is connecting with that mystery more and more um, through prayer. So the prayer aspect of it uh, is also strong. But if we go to the Indian side, you know, to Ayurveda and yoga, there's also prayer, which is in the mantras. Mm -hmm. So it depends, you know, each culture actually has a prayer, a powerful prayer. And the prayer is like a repetition of uh, sacred words that are ancient, that have a um, um, resonance with nature, with everything around. And it's also in this connection, it's about healing the heart, it's about calming the mind, it's about understanding oneself. So what's interesting now is I'm taking notes because uh, mm -hmm. the first thing what you were saying with Ayurveda, I mean, that's one of in the end, I don't call it Ayurveda, but when I work with, with patients, uh, a lot of times I start them like on a cleansing, almost like a cleansing protocol. I don't even call it a detoxing protocol because we can get into the difference between detoxing and purification, but it's almost like a cleansing. And uh, most people come in with digestive issues and it's ironic. You're, you're probably one of the first people that I've heard that will talk about, um, Raw, raw vegetables, a lot of people, oh, you got to go on a raw food diet. And sometimes that can be the worst for someone that has mm -hmm. a lot of digestive issues where maybe more like for some people, they do well with meat stocks or some people do well with um, just a lot of um, cooked vegetables. And those are more cleansing and more gentle on the body. So um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting the perspective that like Ayurveda and shamanism and the way it's practiced and maybe in your practice it's more individualized because it can mean something different for each person, just like you were saying with shamanism. Um, some people even say, oh, I'm connecting with God or, or they use different names. So it is, is that something that you um, kind of are in agreement with? Am I kind of like on the right track with, you know, Ayurveda and shamanism is, is really specific for each person. It's individualized and there's no two, um, ways or approaches that you work with your, with your, um, with, with, with clients that seek you out. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is individual. Every person is, uh, is a universe in, in themselves. And definitely Ayurveda is, uh, 
a signs of uniqueness, uh, identifying the uniqueness. You were mentioning also the digestive system. Ayurveda is very strong and powerful science and focuses a lot in improving the digestive system and um, regulating it and strengthening it. And actually in um, shamanism, they say that we have a universe over here in the abdomen and uh, and that in there a lot of things are stored energies you know emotions thoughts and things attachments and so so ayurveda does uh, focus a lot um, in the digestive system brings a lot of understanding of the different energies and different organs and how to work with them uh, in simple ways you know as you were saying diet is one of them also some detoxification techniques that are fairly easy or, or um, uh, fairly easy i would say and um and yeah in shamanism is the same you know of course every person has their own things and uh, also we work with uh, with medicines or i would say with plants with herbal plants mm -hmm. um, that apply to each person accordingly mm -hmm. So, Leo, given the fact that you practice so many different, in so many different ways, and you can help people in so many different ways through Ayurveda, shamanism, meditation, and uh, other modalities, if someone comes to, to see you, first, what would, be, what would be the reason why somebody would come in and see you? What are like the top three reasons or causes? And then how do you decide what or how or what modality to use? Well, people can come to me so I can do like a consultation on them. And then pretty much it's like a research of their lives. You know, what have they been eating for a while? What are the different ailments or things that, that require support um, to learn about their body type, to learn about the imbalances? Uh, to learn about the different, say, supplements they're taking, how to bring balance to that, how to organize their schedule, how to organize the different things that uh, th their life in general. What we do is we match them with the Ayurvedic science. Mm -hmm. And since Ayurveda is a natural science, a sacred science, it has all the information that is needed to like live a life of balance in all aspects. And then besides that, uh, I would normally offer a healing, which is like a cleansing of the energy, uh, of the thought, of the emotion, the excessive burden of energy uh, that, that is there. And then with that, we work. You know, we work with the healing of the energy, and we work also with organizing their diet, to organizing um, their way of thinking, you know, just to give uh, counsel, you know, just to give advice. Many times we get stuck in something, um, that really might not be that that important that might just require just uh, a little bit of a push and then we're there you know we move forward mm -hmm. so what do you mean by cleansing of energy because i was just i was right before we got on this podcast i was having a conversation with my daughter on the phone and i'm like i gotta go i've, I've gotta go or have a podcast coming up and it was just something interesting that she had said because, you know, in the midst of everything that's going on in this world, you know, we can get um, we can get discouraged. And one thing that I shared and we both kind of talked about, I'm like, you know, the way you change the world, I said, really always starts with self. And she's she's mentioned something that growing up, I taught them. I'm like, well, really, it all comes 
down to vibrational energy. And love is the most highest frequency of vibrational energy. So, and we've talked about this in our podcast and Fernanda and I, we, we, we love getting into, we can get really detailed to get to the physics of that, but that's not the, the point of this. But you talk about energy and cleansing of energy. What do you mean by that? And how do you approach cleansing of energy? Because you're talking about when people come to see your, you know, when you do um, consultations and some people can't see you in person because you're in Costa Rica and pretty soon you'll be relocating to another country. So people that maybe you're talking with via Zoom, how do you do that, the cleansing of energy? What exactly does that mean? Mm -hmm. So um, energy um, exists now. So um, if I think about something, you know, I can I can recall that energy right here. If I'm conversing with you via Zoom, you know, we're talking about something. Then at some point I will start the healing, and at that point uh, when I do the healing, um, I I call your energy right there. You know, and it w I would be doing a healing exactly like if you would be there. Um, this uh, many people are very familiar with Reiki, and in Reiki they talk about that. You know that you just think about it, and it's right here. Or for example, a way of saying it could be, let's say that you want to pray for someone. So the more focused that you are in your presence with the uh, with that person, you know, their 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 being. You know, and then you pray and you're there very focused, you're praying, then the prayer gets there. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with everything. So in, um, in shamanic healing and in the healing arts, um, in the one that I would do or that I, that I do for people, I do, I do chants. Mm -hmm. And the person listens to the chants, but the person goes like into the meditative state. And during that time, I'm chanting and I'm cleansing and I'm praying for the things that are that are arising uh, at that moment uh, for that one person based on the conversation also. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I, I'm kind of attuning it to it's like changing a vibrational frequency. It's like changing the radio station that someone's listening to. What kind of what do you call it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Cleansing mm -hmm. of energy and just in a more simplistic term because you can walk into a room and no one has to say anything and you're like whoa <laughs> something's going on in here and but even like when fernanda and i we were were some were texting each other and we're like oh my gosh i was just i was about to send you that or you know we can we feel and we we feel each other in a way so i'm kind of mm -hmm. thinking that that's what you mean by cleansing energy because of your thoughts and your thoughts have a vibrational energy and carry that type of frequency that actually can impact a person at that place in time. And an example would be is like, if I smile, more than likely you're gonna smile, you're not gonna frown at me or stick your tongue out at me, but mm -hmm. mm -hmm. smile, if I smile, you're gonna smile back. So yes, uh -huh. I can get clarity on that, okay. That's great. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain, but pretty much is yeah. just uh, sending a blessing to someone. You know, it's like uh, connecting from the heart to the other person, and uh, yeah, pretty much using chance. You know, and uh, as the energy arises for the person, as something comes, you know, we go there and we explore. You know, what's mm -hmm. coming in. Uh huh. So, mm -hmm. given the fact now that we have so many different 
things going on nowadays from physical ailments, um, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, COVID, all kinds of things that are going on, to emotional, you know, uh, symptoms of depression, anxiety, and more stuff from many times also even separation from in a spiritual uh, sense where people are not mm -hmm. necessarily feeling connected to their inner self given the fact that there is so many different things what would be what are like the the top three reasons or the the most common let's say the most common reasons why people look for your services is it more to get healthier is it more to feel um, you know, more whole, or is it more to feel happier? What what are the what are most people seeking? I think all those things are related. They're all one thing. You know, um, people come from for healings, and people come for consultations. I, I used to do um, detoxification techniques and retreats before. They used to come for that. I don't do those anymore, um, and also for Ayurvedic therapy. But nowadays, it's mostly for Ayurvedic consultations. It's also for meditation. It's also for just conversation and guidance uh, and understanding of things. Um, all together, I would say the first place to start for any person is always um, studying uh, or analyzing the practices of the individuals mm -hmm. and then seeing what are the different imbalances that there are, um, let's say emotionally. Mm -hmm. We all have tendencies mm -hmm, to different things, uh, different emotions we would say, and those are related also to diet, those are related to, to the whole physical structure as well. But I would say the first place to start for almost every person is meditation. And that's the reason why I created this free meditation course that's in my website. And that's the reason why I also, and also this, this wealth of information, you know, that touches all the different aspects of our being, you know, we have to say that we have a physical body and the physical body has certain ways uh, in which we can improve uh, the well-being of the physical body um ayurveda is really good at that then we have an emotional mental body which also has its things you know its tendencies its uh, thinking and so on and the different emotions that arise within us and there are also ways of uh dealing with the physical uh, with the emotional mental body and then we have this uh, mysterious spiritual body let's say that we're aiming to connect with uh gradually and uh, that one, there, there's also ways to do that. I also created a, a program called the Self-Healing Journey Program, which is also online, which puts them all together, see, because there's a lot of information sometimes for people. So sometimes people get that program and then they, they book a consultation kind of like to ground themselves in the information about themselves and also um, in guiding uh, themselves in, in studying and in applying all the different techniques. But what would be the emotions? I think like what you were asking, Fernanda, because I don't know much about Ayurveda. I know some, but nobody would come. I wouldn't go to say, I want you to do Ayurveda healing because that would just not resonate with me at all. Although something that would resonate possibly would say, you know what? 
Uh, most people go and seek out something because of an emotion that they're looking for to feel as a result of the application of a process. So example would be like, if a person, I practice both physical and functional medicine where people come to me because they wanna get out of pain. I'm like, well, why do you wanna get out of pain? Because you've been in pain for years. And it's like, because I wanna do this. Well, why do you wanna do this? Because of this, because of this. And in essence, usually the end result is, it's because I wanna be there for my family and because that makes me feel like love or I'm contributing or I just wanna have peace. So can you kind of, I, I think that was more like something maybe you were trying to ask Fernanda, like there's usually an emotion attached with why we're seeking something out. Otherwise we wouldn't be seeking it out because we're more like individuals that, I know meditation means like to know yourself and we get into that place, but who are we really? So can you kind of share a little bit on that? Ayurveda is, a, is an ancient science. So one of the things that I normally recommend to people is to try to tap into ancestral sciences. Ancestral sciences are the ones that have been around for a long, long, long time uh, and that are sacred in themselves, that have not changed, that will never change, that will always be there. And Ayurveda is one of those sciences. Ayurveda means science of life. And so in, um, during an Ayurvedic consultation, what we do is just talk about the normal life of a person. And then from there, we start seeing the different ways in which Ayurvedic science, Ayurvedic lifestyle could improve the lifestyle of a person. Sometimes people are very balanced and very in place. And sometimes people have a lot of imbalances, which is the way they are um, approached in Ayurveda. And then these imbalances, they can be also organized little by little and gradually. The whole process of uh, coming back to oneself is a process that takes time, takes dedication. It doesn't happen overnight. And so with Ayurvedic science, you know, one can go step by step, step by step. It's kind of like an instruction manual, um, ancient instruction, instruction manual that that has been there for thousands of years and have been proven out by millions and millions of people. And, and so we use, for example, uh, let's say going to sleep, uh, the time to go to sleep. You know, many people go to sleep, they're what they call night owls. So they go to sleep at midnight, they go to sleep at 1 a.m. And then they wake up maybe too early or maybe too late. Or maybe they lack sleep or maybe they sleep too long right there that could be resolved you know because it's already understood that the time to go to sleep the best time to go to sleep is between 9 30 p.m and maybe 10 30 p.m or so uh because there's a reason at that time to go to sleep and the best time to wake up is also at a certain time depending on the body type and depending on the energy of the person between 5 a.m 6 6 30 in the morning or so those are like the times that are better for the person to wake up. So when somebody introduces those little changes, you know, and they start understanding why is it that they apply to them as an individual, as you were saying, as uh, to their uniqueness, then they get empowered. So yeah, I would recommend actually an Ayurvedic consultation almost to every person. You know, there's many Ayurvedic practitioners around 
And then just to understand how to put together life in a way in which um, is more based on the ancestral, which we could say, in other words, is the natural way, you know, is the understanding of the natural law. You know, what does it mean to be a human being existing naturally in a natural way in accordance with the earth, you know, with the cycles, with the, the sun and the moon? Uh, and that's, that's kind of like what it is. And in the same way, diet, for example, also applying it to the individual. Many other techniques of diet, for example, or, uh, or, uh, or approaching also work. But when we have Ayurveda right at the bottom as the, founda as the foundation, you know, in the understanding of the individual uniqueness of their body type, then that also strengthens the other things. So, Leo, for any one of our listeners who is interested, perhaps they're going through something physical, emotional, whatnot, and they are interested in, in starting a self-healing journey, they want to feel better, what would be three different things that they can start doing right now to start walking towards the path of, of that mm -hmm. self-healing journey? Uh-huh. Well, the first thing I always recommend is meditation. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the main tool for me. And that's the reason why there's that free course in my website. That, that's, that, that course is actually a meditation and prayer course, which would be the second thing, prayer in itself, you know, learning to silence oneself and then learning how to expand in that essence, you know, and also how to use prayer with intention to modify things and to organize what's happening. That would be um, the first thing, you know, meditation and prayer. And then also um, kind of like organizing their diet in a simple way, you know, um, not, not to make it too complex, you know, like uh, sometimes um, it's not about removing this, removing that. No, it's about just making good choices and learning specific things. For example, what is, when is the best time to eat? When is the best time to not eat? When is the best time to wake up? When is not the best time to wake up? When is the best time to go to bed and so on? Using those, those very simple things. But I would say the very first thing that I would advise to anybody is to learn techniques that would help them silence themselves. Because in the, in the midst of the noise of the agitation internally and at the mind, it's very, I'm so sorry, it's very hard that anything would come or would be absorbed. You know, there's just an, uh, a sense of being overwhelmed by life, you know, like uh, um, overwhelmed by so much information that's out there that at the end, we don't even know where to start. So I would say the first thing is just to silence themselves, to like find a place internally of calmness. And you can do that, you know, through a proper technique of meditation and then to continue with that. And meditation at the beginning, we could say five minutes, you know, every single day is best if it's every single day with consistency, every single day, um, little bits, little bits, little bits, little bits. And in that way they find silence. Mm -hmm. The silence then will create a space. Okay. And with this space, things will come. 
Um, I was, I wanted to ask about meditation. I've been practicing meditation for a couple of years. I've gone to meditation retreats and it is a little bit challenging sometimes to quiet that mm. inner voice. <laughs> You're sitting in meditation and anything and everything starts coming to your mind. Like all the thoughts that you didn't have, all the reminders, like your, mm. your, your mind is just busy working. So do you have um, like a, like a really good technique that you've used before for our listeners, for myself, uh, that when mm. some meditations are really great, I do have to tell you that sometimes I'm in a very good place, but sometimes it's just the chatter doesn't stop. So what's something that people that are encountering that problem with meditation can maybe utilize so that we can find that maybe that space or create that, that stillness within. Uh -huh. That's a that's a very very good thing actually that you're mentioning, because um, they say in the traditions that um, when a, medita a meditation is agitated, that there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of uh, uh, turbulence arising, is actually a good meditation. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you need to have the um, uh, blissful meditations uh, in order to uncover in another one. Uh, to uncover those things to be able to arise because everything is kind of like a, like a, a layers. So a very blissful meditation will eventually bring out a lot of thinking, a lot of emotions in another in another uh, in another sitting uh, sitting of uh, in meditation. Um, there's many different techniques uh, of meditation. I would say the main main one is first of all to make a commitment of sitting down and finding a comfortable position that has also a few, a few things to it. You know, the spine is straight and um, your knees are a little bit lower than your hips and pretty much you're like straight up. And then just the commitment of sitting there, you know, and in a receiving mode, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna go sit in meditation even though it's for 10 minutes, I'm gonna close myself to everything. Don't have your phone over there with all the chatting apps over there that at any given moment something comes and you're in the meditation. I'm like, I'm wondering who's texting me, you know? So just disconnect yourself and, and then just make the commitment to sit, let's say 10 minutes, okay? You're sitting on a regular basis for 10 minutes. And then one of the best ways and techniques of, uh, that is actually common with ancestral techniques of meditation is the observation of the flow of the breath at the entrance of the nostrils. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that creates more subtlety in the mind, which means that the mind becomes more aware of subtle sensations as the air flows in and as the air flows out. Just following that, then the mind will start calming down as the breath starts calming down and as the body starts relaxing. If something arises, thoughts or emotions that you feel in your body, then you just stay there still and then you just breathe naturally. You allow the breath to just be and then everything, you just observe anything that is happening, that is coming and uh, pretty much what's happening is that it's being released, but it needs to come through your awareness in order for it to like be released. So for people, uh, yeah, they, they think that 
okay, I, I'm going to sit in meditation and my mind is to be completely in silence. There's a process. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of time. So if we do five minutes, 10 minutes regularly, and then one day out of the week, we do 20 minutes, or maybe we do half an hour, and then we go five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and we go with consistency, then it, it starts building up. What we're doing is building up prana or life force in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then as it builds, then it starts calming down and then it starts becoming easier and easier. But yeah, definitely. I can relate also with that being a long time uh, practitioner of meditation. I can relate sitting down and that there's a lot of energy. And normally what I do is I just stay there, observing, observing, observing. I use Vipassana as the main technique for meditation. And then I just stay there observing and practicing the technique. And then everything starts coming down. I do recommend to everybody to learn a good technique, to learn an appropriate technique and to follow just the technique. I think that's the main thing, to have a correct technique, you know, that can be taught by a meditation teacher. Um, as of October or so, I will be already like doing one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, online uh, me meditation teaching to, to people. And awesome. so where can people find you? I know um, we're kind of coming up on on the end of the podcast, but the best place where people can find you is that on your website for different programs that you have. They want to schedule an appointment or mm -hmm. um, Skype or perhaps uh, even visit you sometime in Costa Rica. Where's the best place for um, people to connect with you at? Yeah, that would be at leocordero.com. And over there, they can find the self-healing journey program. They can find the free meditation course. They can book uh, appointments. They can send me an email if they have interest in conversing. Yeah, leocordero.com, exactly. Got it. So really just kind of closing up. I mean, I love what um, what Fernanda had asked you, just what, you know, what can our listeners do? Number one, the power of meditation, even if it's just for five minutes and becoming aware, your thoughts are going to flow. So just go back to focus on the breathing and the awareness. And then two, with um, with the prayer, um, and but have a prayer with intention and in three, just kind of keeping things simple, simplifying your diet, simplifying your lifestyle. And I think we make life so complex sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I love those three, um, those three nuggets that you you gave us. I know definitely mm -hmm. uh, they'll be resonating in my mind. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. I could add also, you know, the power of sleeping, you know, yes. sleeping well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's why the scheduling is good. The synchronization with the sun is good. Sleeping is very powerful, you know, and simplifying life altogether, you know, like uh, um, in the imbalance of the movement that I shared earlier, one of the things that people, and, and it is said in Ayurveda that the whole world has an imbalance in that in that one energy. Eckhart Tolle calls it um, that we are drowned in thought. Mm -hmm. So in, in that imbalance, we have too many things happening mm -hmm. always in our lives. Mm -hmm. So a good way of approaching that is really to make a simple inventory of what's going on in life. And I, I, would, I would write it down. And then I would, I would go one by one and see how real it is. If it is real in the outside world 
or if it's just real in the mind, you know, mm -hmm. and, and bring conclusion to different things, you know, say, okay, like this thing, you know what, better take it out, you know, I'm not gonna deal with this anymore. And kind of like l summarize life and make it a lot simpler, you know, and in that way, you know, people can find more peace in, uh, within themselves, you know, and see what is really real out there and always uh, taking things, you know, to the divine essence, you know, to spirit and surrendering things, mm -hmm. you know, things that are troubling you, just go there in a little bit of silence and just surrender things to spirit, you know, just let them go over there. Just put them in the hands of, of the divine orchestration of everything. That is that is really good right there. And then everything there, from there, everything will start coming. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Leo. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today for all of our listeners. If you want to find out more about Leo, his programs, everything that he offers to book a consultation, we have the website right on the screen, also in the chats, leocordero.com. Thank you once again for joining us today. Um, and I am looking forward to meeting you in the future. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity of sharing. God bless you and God bless everybody. Until next time. All right. Thanks, Leo. We'll see you all next all right. week. Okay. You take care.